Welcome to the Future Belongs to Creators. I'm your host, Nathan Berry. I'm the CEO at ConvertKit, and I'm joined by my co-host, Barrett Brooks. He's the COO here at ConvertKit, and we're on a mission to help creators earn a living. This show is about turning anxious energy into creative output during times of uncertainty. All right, welcome to episode 44 of The Future Belongs to Creators. Today, we are talking about Hamilton, and I'm joined not by Barrett Brooks, but by my wonderful coworker, Isa Adney. Isa, thanks for hanging out today. Thank you for having me. I cannot dance as well as Barrett Brooks, but I probably love Hamilton a little bit more than the average person in general. So I'm excited to be here for this one. Here's the thing. I wanted to do this episode. I was so excited about it. We can talk for a second as to why on Tuesday, I was like, Barrett, we've got to do this episode because, you know, Monday, Tuesday, there was a little bit of news about Hamilton, which we'll get to. But um, Barrett was like, uh, yeah, yeah, no, no, that sounds like a good good topic. Creative lessons from Hamilton. Sure. Yeah, I enjoyed Hamilton. And I was like, okay, here's the deal. We're doing the episode and I'm going to find a new co-host, not for the whole show, just for this episode, because uh, I need someone who loves Hamilton as much as I do. And Isa, I, I think you love Hamilton even far more than I do, which t- takes talent. It's impressive. Thank you. I've been working on this for many years and this is the first time I've gotten to talk about it publicly. So it's a pretty big deal for me. I found the like most Hamilton-esque sweater. I'm wearing shoes. Like, let's go. Oh, that's awesome. Well, Okay. Two things. We'll do red, yellow, green. But first, um, why don't you tell people just a little bit about what you work on as a storyteller at ConvertKit? Uh, maybe the new show that you just came out with and all of that. Yes. So I spend my time interviewing creative artists um, who also happen to use ConvertKit. And so we share their stories in written form. We have films called I Am A Creator that you can find on YouTube. And we just launched a podcast this week called I Am a Creator. So search I Am a Creator on iTunes or you can go to convertkit.com slash stories and you will find it. They are stories that are really showcasing what we're going to talk about, like the creative process, what it takes to make something um, that resonates with other people and the real human journey behind that. So go listen to the podcast, subscribe, leave a review. (laughs) Yes, definitely. And they're just fun. They're short. It's not um, a super long interview. It's not something that you need to dive into. I've actually listened to a few just in one sitting, right? Where you just queue up one after another uh, and dive in. So, um, and they're edited by the uh, wonderful Adam who edits this show and actually all of our shows. Apparently we have a lot of podcasts coming out right now. So uh, (laughs) it's good. Well, we always kick off with red, yellow, green. I'll go first. Um, I'm green today. I'm so excited to be talking about this. And also... um, the marketing team, which includes you, just did a fantastic like demo and showcase of everything that's been going on uh, on the team for the whole company. And that was just really, really fun. So uh, yeah, I'm green. How about you? It was awesome. Let us know in the chat too how you're feeling. Thank you all for being here. Barrett is here, by the way, dancing in the chat. So don't you worry. Uh, I am green. And literally, no matter what is going on in my life or whatever's going on ever, when I listen to Hamilton, to me, this is the magic of like great art, whatever that is for you. Even if you're not a big Hamilton fan, I still love you. This will still be relevant for you. But Hamilton is that for me. Like no matter where you are, you listen to it, you talk about it, and you're just green just for that moment it stops everything else around you. And that to me is one of the most magical things creativity does. And 
you can do that for other people with the things that you create. And that's what we're going to be kind of talking about here. Inspiration that Nathan and I took that makes us want to create those moments for other people. And that's what, you know, we hope for you as well. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, let's, let's dive in talking about Hamilton. What's on your mind first? Yes. So first, Nathan, I want to know a little bit more about what inspired you from Hamilton. Like what was kind of that standout thing that really inspired you as a creator? Like so much so that you thought I'm going to do a podcast episode on it. Oh man. Okay. So I walked out of the theater and it's just, there was something magical. And so I saw Hamilton a year and a half ago. So not the original cast, but still absolutely incredible. Um, it's uh, in New York in the Richard Rogers theater And, uh, I just walked out with so much energy and there were a few things. Um, I think what stood, stood out the most was like the whole refrain through the, through the entire series, which is for the entire show, which is I'm not going to throw away my shot. Like, this is my shot. I'm going to make the most of it. And I've always believed that, but just like seeing it portrayed so directly of like, these are the opportunities that I have and I'm going to absolutely make the most of them because I have this creative ability. I have this thing um, and I can make a big impact with it. And so thinking about that, like that was one side of it. Then I think the other main side of it for me was permission to have urgency. Like Hamilton has such urgency. Why do you write like you're running out of time? And so like I sit with that and I'm just like, that's how I feel. But I feel like sometimes I'm surrounded with people who are like, chill out. It's fine. You have all the time. And I'm like, but what if I don't feel like I have all the time? What if I have, what if I feel like I have so much that I want to get out there that I want to say that I want to do. And so I have this crazy urgency that it feels totally out of place, uh, in the world that we're in. This just made me feel like, uh, maybe that urgency is okay. And maybe I can bring that to all of my creative endeavors. I felt the same way when I heard I'm not throwing away my shot for the first time. I remember the road I was on in Lake Mary, Florida, exactly the way the trees looked when I first heard that song because I identified exactly with that that urgency like you're talking about. And I felt seen and I felt like, yes, it's okay. And that line, how do you write like you're running out of time? Uh, to, to kind of think of it another way too, my, my father-in-law uh, last year suddenly got some kind of dementia. They Mm -hmm. still don't know what it is. Um, He is an incredible musician. And with that disease in his brain, he lost the ability to create. He used to create music all the time. And he cannot do that anymore. And it's been devastating to watch. Um, But on the flip side, the things that bring him most to life are hearing other people's creativity, Mm. other people's music. And he can still remember. I mean, he can't remember sometimes yesterday, but he can still recall songs that he created. They're still there somewhere. And that is powerful to me. But this idea that like we're running out of time, like we actually are. Um, And why not create and be a part of that magical process? Um, But it's not easy, right? It's not, it's why not everyone does it. Like creating stuff. We were talking in our marketing meeting today. I was sharing things I've learned, patterns I've seen from all the creators I've interviewed. And the first thing was like, creators are terrified, like all the time almost, right? Like it's scary to make things and show to other people. Uh, It's really scary. And I think Hamilton for me really inspired me to keep uh, getting through that fear over Mm -hmm. and over again. Um, And I I have a little show and tell. I'm Um, so excited for this. Yeah. So this is something I've never shown anyone. And if you're just listening, you know, podcast, I will describe it as well. Um, but I have never shown anyone this. So I 
many, many years ago, uh, created this little notebook where I pasted pictures of artists who inspired me. And then I'd hand write a quote um, or something I read about them in a magazine. And I would read it for like a year or two when I was starting this huge book project. I read it every single day. And it was sort of this way to feel inspired and feel like these artists were a part of my my mentorship circle, even though I didn't know them in real life. So this is my Lynn manuel Miranda page. And I you know, printed this off the internet and I wrote these three things and they each have a little lesson that I want to share with you guys because it helped me so much. And so they're from an article actually of someone who wrote about him. And they talked about how he'd write, he'd walk while he wrote. And the guy said he walked six years to write this show. And the fact that this show took him six years gave me a lot of encouragement um, because it's okay to take your time on a project, right? I would beat myself up that it had been a year and I hadn't finished this book because my first book I did in a year. Mm. Why was the second book taking so long? I must not be good enough, right? And it it just constantly, I would tell myself, I still to this day, it took Hamilton six years uh, to come to fruition. So like, it's okay to take, taking your time doesn't mean it's going to be worse. It doesn't mean it's going to be Hamilton. I mean, there's no guarantee of that, but it doesn't mean that you're somehow less professional uh, if you're taking a long time. Uh, It could honestly mean more. Uh, So that just uh, hit me because I realized so I've written three books now and I've written all three of them really quite quickly. The longest one took me six months to write. I'm writing another book and it is just taking me absolutely forever. Like it's just, I'm having the hardest time to work on it, but I believe that it's so important in the story that I want to tell and everything. Uh, and so even then I'm like, okay, I'm still going to get this. In. You know, It's not on the level of Hamilton, but I'm going to get it done a lot faster than six years. And uh, that's really encouraging. Yeah. And Lynn is really big on Twitter when people will say like, I wish this next book of some series would come out or they're talking about waiting for an artist to do the next thing. He's always saying, hey, it'll it takes as long as it takes. Mm. Like, don't rush him. I love that about him. And then the second thing uh, we already talked about, the one in the middle about writing like it's going out of style. The last one was Lynn. The first part is Lynn talking about when he was in total despair. Anyone ever been in total despair when you're making something, (laughs) (laughs) Nathan? Uh, Because I'm doing research and I'm drowning. So that's the Lynn part. And then he talks about having mentors. He had mentors in the theater space, the top people there, right? That he reached out to for help when he was struggling. Even Lin-Manuel Miranda Mm -hmm. had mentors and asked for help and felt despair. That helped me when I, I, all the time. And this is what one of his mentors told him. Don't get caught up in the details. Chase the moments that made you think this should be a musical and write those. And I've heard that from a lot of artists I've talked to before, like, just write the thing that you love. When you're feeling really stuck, go back to the thing you love, fall in love with it again. I took this advice just a couple of weeks ago when I was feeling that kind of lost in the details. If you're a type A personality, it's really easy to do that. You start getting so focused on the results, on the editing, and you forget that like, wait, this artistic expression has to come first if you want any chance of magic. The editing, all that's gonna come and it'll come later, but you wanna be careful in the order of operations because it can really, it can really mess you up. Yeah. So last thing, Nathan, I have to share, and then I'm going to I'm going to ask you a question is something that crazy that happened. So I interviewed a cast member, original cast member who was in the show for my blog and through an incredible series of events, I ended up going to New York to see the original cast in person um, and see him perform, see him dance. His name's Seth Stewart. He's incredible uh, as part of the piece that I was writing. Um, and afterwards, he was like, text me. He's like, oh yeah, meet me backstage. And I did not expect that. I did not think that was gonna happen. So I was able, I got to go backstage. I thought I'd just be meeting him to like say hi in person because we had interviewed over the phone. And he brought me back and he brought me on that spinning stage 
And all the cast were like around me, including some like, you know, famous people from like the show community or Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I, my head was just like spinning. I couldn't believe it. And I, you know, I, I saw Lynn, I saw some people and I was just like, had told myself, I'm not gonna go up to Lynn. Like he's just, he's too big of a deal. There's all these celebrities, way more important people than me. Like, I'm not gonna take up his time. I'm just gonna kind of stand here. And if like someone kind of comes close, maybe I'll talk to them. I just had one of those like, I don't belong here moments. Um, and I talked to some incredible people. And one of them was the, uh, Alex Lagmore did the music. And we, you know, start talking. And as we're talking, Lynn Manuel Miranda comes up to us and like reaches out and shakes my hand. I still don't know why, I still don't know what happened there, but it was just magic. And he came up and he talked to me and we had this whole moment. And the reason I'm telling you that is because he was wearing the shirt that you see in this picture, the navy blue shirt with the yellow artist. That was <laughs> what he was wearing. So like, I felt like he came out of this notebook and came to me and just said like, yeah, uh, dreams come true, keep going. Um, and I think there's just something to getting close to the art you really love. Because what I find is that the people who made it, mm. um, you often really love too. And there's something about their heart that you connect with. And uh, the more you learn from them, I think the more inspiration you get to make like your own magic. And so Nathan, like how how has that been for you? Like what, what or who kind of inspires you to wanna like be at that level? Ooh, that's a good question. Um... I mean, I feel like music is a big thing, which is kind of funny because I don't do anything with music. I, I'm not, I don't play an instrument. I don't sing. Um, but then listening to these different artists. So like Hamilton, which I've listened to, you know, a thousand times, even like, um, some of Lynn's other work, like, uh, Moana, for example, yes. totally different oh. feeling. <laughs> okay. Another episode on Moana, it turns out. Um, there's, I have, I have like a poster right yeah. over there, <laughs> you know, but just the, the level of artistry that goes into that is really inspiring to me um, with other coworkers listening to Macklemore uh, yesterday. And it's just like, I was just thinking about that, the level of craft that goes into the writing really makes me want to bring my writing to a higher level. Sometimes I can fall into this trap of like, I'm just here to teach stuff. You know, if I get on a podcast, mm -hmm. if I write a blog post and someone walks away having learned something, I did my job. What more do you want from me? You know, this is nonfiction, <laughs> right. educational writing. And right. then I come across these artists like in Hamilton um, and, uh, you know, rappers, musicians, all these other people who there's such craft to the words, right? Yes, the, the music matters and everything, but like the words especially. And then I think like, okay, that feels like that calls me to a higher level that I can start to work into, you know, work that level of quality into what I'm saying. And yes, it's still, I'm not necessarily trying to entertain I am trying to educate, but I can do it through stories and I can do it through that level of quality. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And I think it's important to like pay attention to those things because we're all fans of different things. There are things that I'm super fan of, but I don't necessarily want to do that thing right. or want to create that thing, but I just love it. And that that's so special. But there are things like when they, well, you just talked about, Nathan, that like you feel like this calling it inspires you so much that you're like, maybe you don't want to write a play. Like I don't, I don't intend on writing a play, but there's something in the craft of writing and you see the way someone does it and you see the way it makes you feel. Mm -hmm. And you're like, could I make other people feel yes. that way too? And it's, it's exciting to know that that is even possible that we can affect people that way. That's what 
what Hamilton always kind of did for me. And it still does every time. Like they just did that Zoom surprise thing on yes. someone's live show. I think it was John Krasinski. Yes. yes, his some good news. And I watched that and all over again, I felt it, you know, because I was having one of those low quarantine days. And it was just that reminder that like there's magic here, too. And creators bring it out and they often bring it out with with their craft as well. Like you're saying that kind of intention, this is intentional. Like this didn't happen accidentally. It was so intentional. Even the music, if you love the cast album, Alex Lacamoire, um, you know, spent more time in the studio than is ever usually done for for cast albums, Mm -hmm. you know, and he's brilliant and genius. And part of that genius is also knowing when to spend more time and when to be really intentional. Um, And of course, when to like show it and let it out there too, because there's got to be a balance there as well. So you shared some great stories. I want to hear from you, like the moments in Hamilton itself, whether you're listening to it or sitting in the theater watching it, like what were the things that really spoke to you as a creator or some of those messages that you felt like pulled you in the way you have to go create? Oh, my gosh. Well, there was a moment in the play that wasn't in the cast album where, uh, spoiler alert, uh, (laughs) Lawrence uh, dies and you just kind of learn through a letter and they read this letter and uh, they talk about like how his dreams died with him. Hmm. And that really stayed with me because it was like the new information that I was getting that I hadn't gotten from the cast album. And it was this idea that the level at which your dreams die with you in the sense that you can't act on them anymore. Right. Um, but also sort of thinking about the dreams that he had um, and that many people have had for, you know, equality in our country, things like that. And seeing Hamilton as sort of this visual representation that like people who had dreams and they died with them. But then there's this thing that like can live on. Yeah. And that can other people can take it up. Like you might not be able to continue that dream anymore, but but you can inspire other people to do that. And and that really inspired me to this idea that like it doesn't even matter how far you get. Um, which is hard for me to think about because I'm a very ambitious person, mm-hmm. right? Like I have these goals and dreams and I, I would love to get there. But it sort of took the pressure off in the same way, uh, in some ways. And it was kind of like, you know, go, just go as hard as you can, as fast as you can. And um, just let that be enough. That really touched me a lot. What about you? Oh, there's so many. Um, one that I'd written down when I wrote a blog post about this is like writing as a powerful tool, um, right? So there's the in one of the songs, you know, Alexander joins forces with James Madison, and John Jay to write a series of essays defending the new United States constitution. And it's just like, it, as that line builds, you realize what a powerful thing that writing is. And Hamilton sees that all throughout, right. You know, time and again, when people are speaking out against Washington, you know, he's like, give me, you know, <laughs> give me a pen and paper. I will bury them, you know, whatever it is, I'll write under a pseudonym. I'll, you know, make all of this happen. And he views writing as just kind of this unstoppable force, right? He can be mm. so much more of a larger than life character and force in the, you know, in the founding fathers and, and all of that because he writes. And I think that's something that I've learned over time and kind of like when I started a blog and, and um, started selling digital products that I went like, does everybody realize that through writing, you can build an audience. And then through an audience, you have like thousands of people in your corner who want to support you in everything that you do. Are you all seeing this? And so, you know, watching Hamilton, it was somebody who was like, oh, I've been, I believe in writing to this level. And then here's the story of someone who's like, oh, let me change a nation through writing. Let me convince, like change the course of history. And they believe it to mm-hmm. so much of a level that I'm like, oh, 
I need to think bigger. I believe these things to be true. I believe writing to be an incredible tool and I'm still playing with it on this, on this small scale. Yeah, the energy in which Leslie Odom Jr. says like, and Hamilton wrote the other 51, <laughs> right? Like it's, it's so intense and they're talking about writing and like, that's how I feel about writing. I have felt that way about writing my whole life, but I've never thought of it as important to like emote in that way on such a grand scale as something like Hamilton. So I think you're right, Nathan. It sort of um, brought that kind of coolness back to writing this idea <laughs> yes. that like, yeah, this is, this is a big deal. This is something you could shout about. This is awesome work because writing's it's very quiet mm-hmm. and solo. And, you know, you think of it as a whisper and there's something about the intensity of stuff like that, that I think um, it really fires you up. And I will say another thing related to the show and intensity. I was thinking about um, Oak is his name. He plays, um, Madison and um, Hercules Mulligan. Um, he's also in Station 19, which a little plug for that Shonda Rhimes show. It's so okay. good. Um, but anyway, he's incredible. And he has this line, those of you who know the show uh, in the beginning, uh, where he talks about like, when you knock me down, I get the mm, back up again. And it's so intense yeah. and it's so great. It's a great thing to listen to when you're feeling down. It's just like, no, I get back up again. The intensity of that line is really empowering. But also I think the intensity of um, the actors of what they brought to this. Like these actors uh, are giving their all mm-hmm. in this cast album in the show which you can all see july 3rd um and i'm sure it the same is true for anyone who's doing the show uh anywhere in the world but to me it was also an example of like what does it really look like to put your all into the thing you're doing um i know backstage they were really big on saying um that they were like a chef that you know hey someone's coming to this show they paid so much money they waited in this line and this is the first time they've ever seen it So you can't, you know, oh, I've done this a hundred times. Let me just back off a little. They didn't do that. And I think that was such an inspiring thing to me as remember, well, like, and just ask myself, like, am I giving that level of like Hercules Mulligan, Leslie Hunnam Jr. intensity in the things I'm doing every day? Because uh, I think a lot of magic comes from that. Yeah. Well, and that, like, I mean, it just plays into, I'm not throwing away my shot. Like these refrains that come consistently throughout the show. It's not just, oh yeah, that was, that was great. Right. When Hamilton came to the colonies and, and, or to the mainland and, uh, you know, he's talking about, I'm not going to throw away my shot. It's not like, cool. Well, good. You didn't throw away your shot. That's like tied up in a little bow. Like, good job. You made some traction. You got through law school, whatever it is. It's like, no, it's, it's constant. And so when that example that you're thinking of with the cast members, right. Show number 200 or whatever, they're, they're not thinking, Yep, I gave it my all for the first 10 shows or something like that. And it's not, I gave it my all, or Hamilton saying, I gave it my all for act one of my life. Instead, it's continually coming back to, no, I got to show up at this level consistently in order to make the impact that I want to have. Yeah, and I think it's a good question to ask yourself too in anything you're doing. Like, do I love this enough to want to bring that kind of intensity to it? And can I sustain that for a long time? Uh, I met and interviewed quite a few of the original cast members and I've read a ton about them as well. And one thing they all have in common um, is is a certain level of obsession with their craft, mm-hmm. with the thing they do. The music producer was obsessed with like a beat and how it could make you feel. And he would sh- tell me about certain beats he made. His name's Will Wells, he's incredible, uh, in the cast album. And they were moments that I had felt like their obsession, their craft, which they had been building years before Hamilton, kind of all came together. And I think that was also a reminder to me that 
um, not only make sure and find and figure out what is it that you want to do where you can bring that level of intensity all the time because you love it that much, um, but also thinking about like when things feel slow because this stuff takes time or you're when you're wondering like what to do next. For me, it's always go back to craft. Mm -hmm. Like if ever I'm feeling lost, you know, go read a book about writing, go write. Um, one of those two things, go read about a writer you love going back to craft. Um, and it, sometimes you do that for a long time and it feels like, huh, what, what am I doing? You know, art, all artists feel that all the time. And, you know, you just never know when that moment's going to come where you're going to get that one proverbial audition, mm -hmm. right? And all that stuff you've been doing for years is all of a sudden going to, you're going to have a stage. To, to do it on. And I think that's just magical, you know? Yeah. So there's another part that I want to talk about and that's the room where it happens. This is something else that spoke to me and I'm, and I'm curious what your reaction was as well. I feel like one of the reasons that I am a creator and that I share my journey and have a blog and everything else is one that's maybe not as okay to talk about or something. And that's that I don't want to feel excluded. I don't want to feel on the outside. Um, I had this experience years ago at the very first conference that I ever went to was in Seattle. It was called an event apart and it was a web design conference. And I remember walking down the Seattle waterfront after the first day of the conference. And I didn't know anyone. I was super shy. You know, I didn't really hardly talk to anybody unless they initiated the conversation and talked to me. And I'm walking along the Seattle waterfront and I realize that like all the speakers of the conference are walking like 40 steps ahead of me because they're all friends. They all know each other and they're all hanging out. So I had this moment of like, okay, oh, we're going to the same place. We're, we're all staying at the same hotel. So do I walk faster and like join their conversation? Hey guys, how's it going? Oh, I'm Nathan. You know, it's so great to meet you. We're all the same. Or do I like slow down and back off? So I'm not awkwardly following them like 25. We're like, who's that dude? You know? And I, I like couldn't decide what to do and I couldn't get up the courage to join their conversation. And then, so I kind of dropped back and then they, you know, found a place that they were hanging out as friends in the hotel lobby. And I walked through and I kept on walking because that was the room where it happens. And I wasn't a part of it. I didn't know them. I wasn't a speaker at the conference. And so in that moment, I thought, okay, I want to have that community. I want to be a part of what's happening and part of the reason I set out to be a creator and to tell my story online and build an audience is so that I would get that invite. And it feels maybe like it's not okay to share, like it's vain, right? Uh, oh, as a creator, I, I exclusively do things for my audience. You know, I, uh, <laughs> I only put things out there to serve and to help. And then like over here, you're like, but I want to be on the inside and I want this because <laughs> it benefits me. And so when that refrain kept coming through again and again of the room where it happens, I was like, yeah, I want to be in that. And that's mm -hmm. part of the reason I create. And it not only did it speak to me, but it also started to make it feel okay for me to name that. Yeah. And follow-up question. Why um, do you want to be in that room? Like, what is the deeper reason um, of why that that makes you feel something? Because I bet it's not something to feel guilty about, but just curious. Yeah. I mean, it's a sense of belonging, right? And it's, right. these are people who, create the, who I look up to, who create on this level. You know, I think, I think that's a lot of the, the feeling probably I'm, I'm assuming, and I'd love to hear this from you as you go from driving down the road in Florida, listening to the album, and then fast forward, however long later to where you're standing on the stage and like surrounded by this incredible creative energy, 
you know, what what was that like making the switch? Yeah. I want to hear all about that. Yeah, the, 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 that's why I want to hear more from you, because that belonging, that sense of being wanting to be in that room is exactly what drove me to get there. Um, I, I knew when I heard the cast album and when I saw them perform at the White House, I, I mean, I, I bawled my eyes out when Anthony Ramos started singing in the White House. I was watching sitting on the floor uh, on my laptop and I didn't even know why I was crying, actually, um, until much later. And there was a sense of belonging, mm-hmm. a sense of representation. I'm Puerto Rican and Lin-Manuel Miranda also is and that um, was really powerful for me representation is very powerful and I just felt so compelled I was like I need to get closer I want to be closer I want to see this even closer because if it's making me feel this way on the computer um, I know that there is a lot of power by being in person too Um, because also I've met quite a few of my heroes now and what happens when you're in person is it helps actually erase some of the magic in a good way Mm. it helps you really see that like yeah they're they're just like you, like they are a person um, and you feel like you could do what they do. It's very powerful. I highly recommend it. Um, it's why I'm really big. Like anytime someone I admire, like a writer, anyone's nearby, I go see them, mm-hmm. even if it's just to do a book signing. I think there's something really powerful in that. And so being in that room, it did change me. I really, really think that um, I think it gave me more courage. Um, because I think when you have belonging, it helps you get through a lot of the fear that you have as a creator. The more you have that sense of belonging, it helps. And I think creating is hard no matter what. But if you already feel like you're not represented where you want to be or you don't feel like you belong or could belong, mm-hmm. it's a lot. It makes it even harder. And I think um, it's also important to like think about when you have power and privilege, like where can you open those doors and right. start to give people that sense of belonging? Because oh my gosh, what people will do with that is just absolutely magical. And then they'll open more doors. Uh, There's a line in Hamilton that says they opened doors that were previously closed. And um, that's how I felt. Um, I felt like I could dream bigger because Hamilton did what it did. And Lynn manuel Miranda is who he is. And um, I I will never forget that. I actually, I ended up going to see the original cast because I was willing to literally cash in, like fun fact, cash in this like old retirement I had. I was like, I'm going to spend, you could still, you could get tickets. It wasn't that you couldn't, you just have to pay thousands of dollars for resale. And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'm going to do that. Like this matters so much to me. I want to be an artist so badly and I want, and I, you know, struggle with self-doubt. Like I want to do this. Um, And, and just by even starting that process, um, people saw my passion. The person I was writing about saw that I I was like, I'm coming. I just said, I'm coming to see you. I'm going to make it a part of the piece. And he was like, oh, we can put in this friends and family lottery thing. There's no guarantee, but Mm -hmm. I'll let you know two days before that's when they find out. So (laughs) I booked the ticket. I, I bought my own, you know, I was just ready to go or no, I had one like on standby. And then I was like, if he doesn't get it, I'll buy it for thousands of dollars. The price will go up every day, but I didn't care. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, OK, we got it. So I ended up sitting close and then, you know, meeting everyone. And it um, I wrote about it like I wrote I wrote so much about it. It I, I don't know if I'd be like doing what I'm doing right now, honestly, if it weren't for the space that they opened up to make me feel seen and make me feel like, yeah, I could do this. Uh, it's very powerful. I love the idea of you taking a retirement account, right? We talk about this, what a retirement account, it's an investment in your future. That's what we're doing. We're saying you should invest in, in your future through retirement. And you saying, yep, you're right. I should invest in my future, my future as a creator. And you know, no matter, I don't know how conscious this was, but you saying, 
this is the investment that I want to make. And I'm going to take out of this investment account that I've set aside and I'm going to invest it over here and see what returns, you know, that brings in as a creator. We talked about like opening doors for other people. And it really made me like what stands out is not just the cast, you know, the stories that they tell that they told and the the songs that they've performed, but also like the time they've spent with you of like to doing these interviews, seeing your passion, you know, and, and opening those doors in that way. And then I don't know, I just, I see you paying it forward so often and telling so many more stories of creators. Uh, it's really exciting. So I think, I think you've made a really good investment. I think the investment that the cast members of Hamilton have made in you is uh, paying off many times over. And I'm so excited to see all the doors that you continue to open for many more creators going forward. Thank you. I agree with that. I, the, the podcast, by the way, I am a creator (laughs) on iTunes, subscribe and leave a review. The way I tell stories was exactly directly inspired by what I learned from getting close to the artists I admire. That was when I realized, oh, like if art really touches you, if you get to know that person, you're going to get so much creative inspiration that's going to help you endure and give you the tools you need to build on your craft. If Lin-Manuel is seeking out help, then we all have got to do that all the time and we get our best help from other creators. So I know it's time now, speaking of that, to share some creators, right, Nathan? Yeah, it is. Um, So Barrett usually does a musical transition for us, um, but he's not here, so I'm not sure what we're gonna do. I got you. Creator of the day. You're welcome. (laughs) Creator of the day. I will start. Uh, This is Anthony Ramos, who I already talked about. He was Lawrence and Philip Hamilton in the original cast. He was also in A Star is Born. He's he's just amazing. He's also going to be in In the Heights. I am not his PR person. um, He's (laughs) also going to be. be. (laughs) Yeah, I could be uh, in In the Heights, uh, which was coming out this summer. I'm not sure when it will come, but it will be worth the wait, people. Uh, John Chu directed, who did Crazy Rich Asians. It's going to be beautiful. It's Lynn's other musical called In the Heights. uh, Also worth a listen. It's incredible. Uh, But he is also doing a ton of creating on his own. He has an album that is out. Uh, he has a YouTube channel of one of the creators I interviewed, Will Wells, uh, produces music with him. He's just, he's incredible. Um, I think he's going to be one of those people that everyone is going to know <laughs> eventually. Uh, so if you want to get in on early on him, I would highly recommend checking him out, support his work, check out his YouTube. He is just uh, incredible. And you can tell he just works really hard and it really inspires me. Love it. Um, my creator of the day is Austin Cleon. Uh, he's an author. He's one of these people who I believe embodies this, uh, the power of writing and using that as a force for good and to create change. So he's got three books, Steal Like an Artist, Show Your Work, and Keep Going. Does fantastic stuff, austincleon.com. He's also just fun to follow on Twitter. He's got uh, a great perspective on creativity and uh, I love it. Definitely check him out. On the resources side, why don't you go first? And then I'll close out with uh, a resource that, Well, if you're a fan of Hamilton, you already know this, but it's a good place to end. Awesome. Well, my resource of the day is a real book. I have it here for you. It is called Hamilton, The Revolution. It is written by Jeremy McCarter, which, by the way, fun fact, Jeremy McCarter, I I very much knew who he was because of this book. I read this book. Uh, He did such a great job on it. And when I was on the stage, uh, that's actually what got me talking to people is I saw in the little corner talking to Oak, 
Jeremy McCarter. And I was like, well, I can go up to him. You know, I don't know if anyone else is going to know who he is. But I was like, are you Jeremy McCarter? And he was like, yeah. So <laughs> I started with the writer and then Oak and ended up joining the conversation. And we talked for a while and uh, it was just awesome. So thank you, Jeremy. I probably would have never left my little corner because I was just so freaked out. Uh, but this book, if you liked this conversation, you will love Hamilton, The Revolution. Nathan. Love it. Well, I'm just going to say that Hamilton is coming to Disney Plus on July 3rd. You know, like, I think a lot of people are, are thinking, oh, they're doing that because of Disney needs some content. There's a pandemic. There's, uh, you know, their filming's been shut down. They're trying to fill a gap. So it's just a business deal. But when I thought about it more, I realized, no, the reason that it wasn't coming out until fall 2021 wasn't because it, it's not done or wasn't ready to be released. It's because it was giving the Broadway show so much more time to run. It was giving all those onstage actors so much more time for that to be an exclusive experience. Yep. And so I feel like it's just such a meaningful thing that, you know, in Disney's announcement, they, they thanked uh, Lin-Manuel and, you know, the whole cast for agreeing to that because there's so much of their exclusive performance that they had reserved for another year and a half that they're saying, you know what? No, in this time, that's our gift to everybody. And so I'm so excited. We only have to wait what, what is that? Six weeks? I don't, I'm not uh, counting, but um, <laughs> you know. I'm so excited. I'm so excited because I went to this thing by myself. Mm. And so I cannot wait to now like talk to everybody about it. <laughs> like that exact, you know, Richard Rogers, that original cast. It, I'm so excited for it to be a shared experience because yeah. we've had that already with the album. And now you're going to see the visuals, the acting and see what it looks like when people are giving their all. Just watch it and just tell me if you're not like, yeah, like ready to go make something on uh, July 4th. I know I will be. That sounds good. Well, everyone, thanks for tuning in. The one thing that we want to leave you with is just take those chances. Realize that you can create in your own way. You can have the enthusiasm, the energy to feel like you're not throwing away your shot. And you can realize that your creative work can have a huge impact on the world. And that's that's your duty. That's your calling. That's your ability. So Issa, thanks for hanging out. And uh, everyone else, we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks, Nathan. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Future Belongs to Creators. If you didn't pick it up from the show, we make a tool called ConvertKit, where we're on a mission to help creators earn a living by building software that helps you build an audience of loyal fans. If you want to give ConvertKit a try, you can go to landingpage.new to launch your next creative project. You'll be able to build a landing page and send emails for up to 500 subscribers totally for free. So again, that's landingpage.new. You can get started with your free ConvertKit account today. Yeah.